The Late Morning Program with Nam Ras Podcast. Hare Krishna, everyone. You're listening to the Late Morning Program, the number one Hare Krishna podcast in the world. I'm very honored to have my dear friend, Gaurav Sharma on. Gaurav, thank you for joining me. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, everyone. And thank you, Nama. So um, Gaurav is a, uh, is a dear friend of mine who lives in Vrindavan. He is a Vajabasi. He's a member of the uh, family of the Radharaman Temple. He is also an activist in his own right. Uh, he has a foundation called Love Brudge, which uh, we'll hear about, which helps the residents of Vrindavan. Uh, it's actually very um, comprehensive in the way he, he runs that uh, seva there. But I want to hear more about uh, your background, uh, Gaurav. Tell us where you were born and how your upbringing was. And then up to uh, you spend also a lot of time in the UK. Hare Krishna. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Nama, for allowing me to be on uh, your podcast. And it's truly number one, definitely. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yes, I mean, uh, born, brought up in Vrindavan. And uh, what happened? I, once I was born, in our family, because the family background is coming from other one goes one family, there are strict uh, disciplinary how we you know how from the childhood how we should get up how what we should do, and uh, after that I was in Gorko since the age of three and a half years of my age I went to Vrindavan Gorko. Um, I was in Gorko for at least eight years, and. Uh, there's a famous picture of Srila Prabhupada when they painted, uh, did a picture of Srila Prabhupada with our Gurukul batch as well. So uh, I'm in that painting and people still say, were you there when Srila Prabhupada was there? I'm like, no, HPF is huge. I can't be there at that time, but it's just a painting when people, you know, devotees did. Um, and then after that, basically, Basically, what happened? What used to happen in Gurukul at that time? They did not give transfer certificates for if you want to carry on your education further in other schools. So they only had like an ashram system. So when you if you went to the Gurukul, there's awesome ashram. So um, we went to the ashrams, and that that was pretty much it. Um, so my, my parents were concerned about what happened if I once I graduate from Gurukul then how would I carry on my education, further education, because they need this transfer certificate, like how, what, what yearly, how much you are qualified, which grade you are qualified to, and then further they can take you on the next grade up. So because of that reason, I had to leave Gurukul. And then I, I joined outside school from grade seven. Um, I lost a year because eight years I was in Gurukul, and then I lost a year because they did not take uh, students from grade eight. So I had to go back a year and so I started school from grade seven. And I was pretty much still involved because Gurukul Vrindavan's home and uh, Gurukul was pretty much my home because they, it was not a day school, it's a proper Gurukul at that time. Only Sunday, half a day, you're allowed to meet your family and pretty much you're with the boys in Gurukul. As you know, you were there for, I think, a month or so. 
No, I was there for a few days. <laughs> a few days. Three days. Three days. And I was crying every single night. So my parents Gory Prabhu was like, no, it's not gonna work. You oh, must God. have been there at that time. It was like um it must have been like ninety-seven or ninety-eight or ninety-six even. Yeah, yeah. I was in Gurkul from uh nineteen ninety. Right. Wow. 1998, 1999, right. 1998, 1999. Before, before that, why as a you know resident of Rindavan, born in Rindavan, why did your parents want to put you in that specific Gurukul? I mean, they, they could have put you anywhere, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, there are two things, actually. It was, it was uh, convenience as well, that uh, my uncle, he was a teacher there. So that is a nice school, just put him in there. And, uh, but he started later on. And my mom then became a Gurukul teacher. I don't know if many Gurukulis, if you are watching, you probably recognize Kalpana Mataji. She is the longest teacher in the history of Gurukul. 35 years she's been serving Gurukul in the down Gurukul. Wow. She's um, still there? Uh, she literally retired last year because her knees are can't. Wow. Yeah, I can't take it anymore because now Gurukul is not in Vrindavan anymore. It's kind of shifted to Ajay, which is a little while ago. So right a little while from Vrindavan, like 30, 30 kilometers or so. Mm -hmm. So the bus goes, so she has to get on the bus and get to Gurukul. And Gurukul campus is quite big also. So then she said, you know, I'll, uh, I'll do my service from, you know, from the temple or, you know, from here I won't be able to carry on at Gurukul. But yeah, well, she was the longest ever teacher. Uh, in Gurkho. Wow. Uh, and uh, I think that was one of the uh, nicest school in Gurkho, in Vrindavan at that time, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> it was, uh, I think it was strict in, in its own way, but that the, that did good. I, I wouldn't, you know, there was many issues afterwards. People said this, you know, people said all sorts of things about it. But how I feel is um, what it did to me was good. Nothing I like what I am today. And where I, where I am established today by Krishna's mercy, by, by you know, our blessings of Guru Goranga, it's all been uh, positive for me. And uh, I think also what you take out of the situation matters more than, uh, you know, get affected and, you know, kind of get trapped in, uh, in the same rug or like, you know, this happened, that happened. You have to kind of come out of that concept. Anyway, I mean, my outside experience was much worse than Gurukul itself. Wow. Yeah, so uh, even though it was a day school, Gurukul was a full time, like getting up like, you know, half three in the morning till late night. But I, I still prefer Gurukul at that time. Nowadays, it, Gurukul is completely different in the sense of it's more academic than spiritual. But at our time, it was um, very academic, very spiritual. Then uh, we we had academic times also, but it was more based on the spiritual form, you know, how Srila Prabhupada wanted also. How many people are you still yeah. in contact with in from that time? Uh, I would say around thirty to forty, maybe more, 40, 40, 40, 40 50 of them. Wow. Uh, I mean, good, good, good number of us were all in at the manor. When I went to the manor, like six, seven, uh, 10, 12 of them are all there. So we were like all back to Gurkul again at right. the manor. So it never felt that you're, <laughs> you're out of the country. And, you know, it just felt like Gauri Prabhu is there. He's the principal at the temple, president. And all of us were Gurkuli boys. You know, you're back to Gurkul time again. 
Wow. So, uh, so, so you said, was also fun. So you said you did about eight years in Gurukul, and then when you went to normal school, was that in India or was that in the UK? No, well, that was in Vrindavan. So that was in Vrindavan. Okay. What I did from yeah, so from uh, year seven to year twelve, I did uh, in Vrindavan. Uh, so that was the outside school. I mean, outside school were tough. I mean, they there was no concept of you know uh, you can't beat the kids. Wow. Even now in Indian school, you know, there's there's no concept of that. So you can imagine there were like this big sticks, you know, like long ones, bro. And uh, if if you misbehave or you you know uh, you done something wrong. Not just in your hands, you get smacks everywhere with the stick. You know, your bum, your legs, your hands, you name it. So I, I said I prefer the Gurkul, man. Gurkul was bathroom cleaning, you know, that, that's it. You pretty much get off with that. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was fun anyway. <laughs> right. We used to do water slides and all sorts. I mean, what the worst situation was, you, get, you, know, you won't get Mangalarti sweets. Your playtime will get cut off. You know, your detention would be you probably have to write one sloka 500 times or something. Um, yeah, or maybe just uh, stand in the corner with your hand uh, raised. You know, for, for when I compare this to outside school, is it's it's nothing. Like I mean, even if if you boys got few slaps here and there, I mean, considering two schools outside and then. Uh, Regulations outside in India at that time, even now, um, is it's completely different. Completely right. different. Wow. So, so I then, did my so then year twelve. After year two, okay, yeah, year twelve. Then what happened? So uh, Goripro, he was a very close friend of our family, and because he was principal, also he knew my mom uh, because she was teaching in Goripro. So it's he's like a family friend of us. Um, he wanted me to come to UK. Um, for before year 12 also and uh, at that time my parents denied no no i mean he's still very little he needs to at least do his university or at least finish his finish off his um, graduation before he goes to uk uh, he's just a child at the moment but we used to be very persistent no 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 let him come because the good uh, my krishna's mercy i kind of got the best of both uh, because I was in Gurukul, so I got the hours uh, teachings of Srila Prabhupada and the upbringing of our uh, ISKCON. And at the same time, because I was uh, my background was belonging from Radha Ramon, also from my mom's side, uh, my dad, mom's dad is uh, Vasudev Goswami. He's the Goswami of Radha Ramon temple. So when summer holidays, we used to we get a turn every two and a half years for 22 days. So that used to uh, fall at the summer holiday time from Kuroko. Uh, so whenever we were on holiday, I used to come uh, home and I used, to, I used to get the training of how we worship Radha Ramanji, how we cook for it, what the cleaning standards are, and um, how you need to do all the prayers. Learn Shimon Bhagavatam from my granddad also. Um, with him, it was it, it was again much stricter than Kuroko. He he was he was pretty much um, very strict on. When he we sat we we had sittings for fourteen hours, fifteen hours, eighteen hours straight. And he, he only used to give me 
toilet breaks and uh, eating prashad break. That's it. And you're just sitting all day with me. And he used to sit with me also. It's not that he just he just said, oh, you just sit and you can. And uh, because he used to sit also, that, that kind of uh, inspired. At the same time, you couldn't get away with it. You know, he's, he's right there. If you if you kind of gone, you could mess about as well. But, you know, because you being a kid, you were only like four years old, four years of age, four years, five years. At that time, you're doing intense uh, learning from him also. And you've got Google training at the same time. So which was, now I realize that was beautiful times. But at that time, it doesn't seem that way. Right. <laughs> What he's he's so he's your mother's father, and it's his. It's like a father son father son kind of line, like the seminal line all the way back to yeah. the main the original original Pujaris, right? Gopal Bhatta Goswami didn't have any. Didn't children, take, yeah. So basically, had... Gopal Bhatta Goswami gave the deity uh, to Damodar Goswami, mm-hmm. and then from there the lineage began. So oh, he was he didn't he didn't have his lineage himself, right? But uh, that's how the the lineage came about. So what used to happen like even, uh, at that time there no there's no specification where uh, two generations back also that dad's side of family won't do it or mom's side of family do it. as long as you are initiated God Brahman how even in this call used to happen uh, as long as you are initiated and you are from the uh, from that parampara and in, because. The, the teachings of our Gaudiya Vaishnava Sampradaya is that the how, why do we say is my god brother and god sister? You know, because that does not belong from the bloodline, it actually belongs from what education you got from your right. Guru Parampara. Yeah, right. that's a new beginning. So, but then what happened? There came a point where there were so many uh, disciples or so many Goswamis, how are you going to control all that? Right. So, then came a system where okay, let's just keep it the bloodline, so at least it's gonna be. But now, unfortunately, you know, there's a situation where things are turning in a different way. I don't want to go there. But um, the original uh, intention plan of the sampradaya, as internationally or nationally, Gaudiya Vaishnava sampradaya, how Shri Prabhupada also how our spawn functions as well, was that anyone who initiates in the, uh, you know, in the family, like again, like. Uh, Gopal Bhatta Goswami did not have a child, right? So it can't really be a bloodline system. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's it, the parampara begins from the, the initiation. That's that's how you are connected spiritually. Yeah. And this connection is connection with Radha Manji is a spiritual connection, is not a material connection. Right. It, it does make a difference where how you you know uh, the upbringing in the family happens, so you get the benefit of that from the childhood. But again, if you uh, if you're sincere and if you're you know you pick up and uh, how our scorn functions in the same way. How many families are there that rotate the service? So there are uh, forty-five families. Forty-five. And, uh, yeah. Wow. And each 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 family is big. So in each family, there are like many members. Right. So usually how the, the seva gets divided is like uh, my granddad, he was, uh, granddad's father was two brothers. So if it's 44 days, now they'll get 22, 22 days. 
and if my like my granddad were two brothers then you'll get 11 and 11 days then like that so how your how many kids you have the seva will get divided based on like that so more it, it works like now you have two kids your if you had like 40 days the both kids will get 20 20 days each now yeah. your elder child had another two kid then he now his generation will get two to 10 10 days so it kind of gets divided like that so then now, there are some families who only get for maybe a couple of days some family get for a longer period of time wow and and when you uh, for example when you go there or uh you see someone you don't know are you supposed to introduce yourself in the sense of oh this my grandfather is so and so so they know who you are or everybody knows each other uh, pretty much everyone knows each other yeah um, it's like an extended family um in extended family you know there's always family drama as well so there's Right, I was, gonna, I was gonna ask about that. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, so yeah, I mean, but uh, everyone knows pretty much everyone. Yeah. And, because uh, we kind of, unless you kind of uh, got married and you off somewhere and like a generation, no one has come back to Vrindavan and now you kind of, you know, then no one would know. But if you kind of grew up in the same environment, you kind of played with really, you know, the right. same kids all around. You kind of know everyone who's who. Right. Yeah, I was going to ask also about marriage. Is it to to do this to do the seva? Do you have to marry someone from Vrindavan? And if you marry someone from out, how, how does that work? Uh, it's a very tricky question you asked. Uh, so, sorry. You don't have to answer. It. You don't want to. Right? No, I don't. I don't want to. I hope I don't get trouble. I mean, I'll answer it. Um, yeah. But. What happens, there, there was a time where as long as it's a Brahminical family, right? It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily have to be from Vrindavan. As long as the family and the Gotras are in line, uh, as a Brahminical family and the Gotras are in line, then you can marry. Uh, but the new generation uh, is seeing things differently, doing things a little yeah. differently. So now, Things are going in a direction, but at, at least what I would say uh, proudly that the worship is still the sanctity of the worship and you know the, the offering, the kitchen, the cleanliness, and the standard is still being maintained. Mm -hmm. um, and and how come it's that some of the families are more prominent than the other like for example we know like Prabhupada had a relationship with like Vishwambar Goswami and his his son is, I think, Padmanabh Goswami. Uh, and so that line we hear more about than, for example, someone else. Is there a reason that one is more prominent than the other? And and whoever's listening from Radharman Temple, like I am just fascinated and interested about the the whole the way things work. I'm not, I don't mean to be offensive in any way. I just am very interested about it. Um so basically the way thing is it's not about who's who's prominent and who's not everyone's goswami everyone's right. has the rights to worship shila radharamanji everyone has um, there's a committee in the radharaman temple also it's called the mm. Manj. and um, that that gets voted within the family so it's, it's a rotation system who's who voted like the ruling kind of like how we have gbc yeah like that they have a 
everybody where uh, the family members what, what, what was going to be power for the next few years and who's going to make the decisions and who's going to uh, um but in terms of who's more popular and who's not it's only based on uh, i would say if someone has got more public in terms of their social life they became more prominent in terms of people got to know them more right and who stayed in and they did their own uh sadhana or whatever that may be or they didn't want it to be out in the public open eye then they kind of stayed a bit more in the background so there's and again also there's uh, some of the goswamis um they are very politically strong also uh, financially very strong also mm. uh, that kind of also has an impact where you are recognized uh, how you recognized in society right if yeah. i if i was driving a a nissan uh, i would be recognized differently if i was driving a bmw i would be recognized differently. that's the way how world works today you know yes um anyways yeah so yeah so like that there are some goswamis were known uh more because of their you know influence in, in social media or in the public right so uh, when gori prabhu called you over to the uk how was that experience yeah. uh shifting from uh, india you know for many many years and then a, a brand new country yes uh for me i think i don't know if you remember sorrow you know sorrow of course of course yeah, yeah, yeah. Sarov and I, we kind of came together. Oh, we, we we actually we actually were in the same class from three and a half years of age. We did it the same ashram. We grew up to kind of together, um, and then I, I, he carried on at Gurukul, and I I did our school outside, but I was still involved in Gurukul. Um, so after my year twelve, I did a I just I enrolled myself into a university in Vrindavan. opposite the temple the one maharaj college oh cool <laughs> and i still work i still i carried on working in the man uh, sorry the the gurukul as uh, i was helping in accounts and uh, that time anand vandavan mataji she was uh, principal at that time mm-hmm. now um, so when gurukul said we, we were applying for visas and we were applying for um, we, we kind of we didn't know if we were going to get it or not but we both went together for the visa and uh, at that time i think we were we were 16 uh, 16 16 and a half um, coming up to 17 year of age and we're still teenagers you know we were nothing like yeah, yeah you know all you know there's no beer coming out or anything like that <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we went and we gave the interview um and at that time what used to happen nowadays they let you know afterwards if you got the visa or not but at that time they let you know on the spot so we got to know on the spot we got the visa and uh, we were uh, so excited that uh, sorrow and i we were like how how should we celebrate and we were wearing dhoti kurta tilak and everything and at that time um I shouldn't probably say this I'm probably going to get in trouble for it but um at that time there was a new movie had just come out the, in the theaters you know <laughs> and it's like should we just go watch a movie you know <laughs> and 
Yeah. And we said, okay, let's just go. So it was it was half halfway through the movie. We just we still went in and we we watched the. We didn't know what to do. How huh? like and and it was midday, so we couldn't go through the temple, the Delhi temple, where you know, it was closed and everything. So we just went. Yeah. And when we came out from the uh, the cinema, everyone were like we were probably more entertaining than the movie itself. They were like looking at like these pundits. They're watching movie, you know, where they in Delhi Gurta. That was embarrassing, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, be, being in India is not like yeah, dhoti kurta is not rare, you know. Like it's not yeah. like in the West, you'll only see scon devotees wear dhoti kurta. But in, in being in India, every like you see a lot of devotees. Not there are different sampradayas, different you know, varnas, and a lot of lot of people just wear their, their normal clothing as dhoti dhoti kurta as an Indian wear, you know. Yeah. But still, I don't know. For some reason, we just everyone just were looking at it. Let's go. Let's just go. <laughs> it's funny that you remember that. Yeah. It must have been a very yeah. impactful kind of experience. Yeah, I mean, since then, I mean, whenever I did go to a cinema, I made sure I, I did not wear dhoti kurta. <laughs> funny. Uh, so yeah, uh, then we got the tickets. It was it was exciting. Um, the time we were, I mean, for us, it was going to a different country. I don't know what's the weather going to be like, what the situation is going to be like. We've never been, uh, even though we, we knew we were in a safe environment, we're going to, you know, in the production of Gauri Prabhu and the family knew him and everything. But family still worries because it's not, uh, I myself, it, it, I'm the only son of the family. So in India, uh, if you are the only son, you have a lot more pressure and the family kind of sees it in a different way that uh, is he going to be safe or you know what if something happens to him who's going to look after us in the old age maybe they're not even thinking that far but they just wanted to be there probably concerned this for the safety you know how it's going to be so yeah i mean we went to the airport soros family was there we flew into uk as well together i think now his initiated is uh, from uh, katam kananaj mm-hmm. And uh, um, he's in, uh, known as Vaishnav, Vaishnav Acharya. Right. And uh, so we kind of, at the airport, we went through all the family drama with the Tilak and the crying and both the, you know, they were doing their own, their family, his family was doing his, the, my family was doing my crying in my bed, you know, with the, the Tilak, you know, the Indian whole Hollywood scene. Uh, <laughs> none of that. <laughs> that would be too much, man. Yeah, right. That would have been like the movie scene, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then uh, and, and we, we came, and the the very first experience at the at the manor, they they had this taxi guy, um, Mark, and he had this Mercedes, and uh, he used to use that for the for picking up devotees from the airport and all. And as soon as we walk out of the airport and Saravana, we were just waiting for like who's I don't know who I mean we don't know. We just come out of the airport and we had no clue like where to go. We had an address on a piece of paper, but we didn't know we, like we didn't know the system, how to we were only teenagers, we didn't know how the Google Maps gonna work or how and we were from Rindavan, not from high tech city or anything. We, we we grew up in like playing mud fights in Yamuna, you know, like probably yeah. jumping and you know, catching turtles in Kusum Sarovar. Um, what year? What year was uh, this when you landed in UK? Uh, Two thousand and five. Wow. 
and uh, when this uh, guy devotee we saw a devotee with dhoti and we knew they, you know he, that must have been our you know right and he said Haribo, he came to pick up you know oh yeah 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 go up sort of and yeah 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 you know yes and we took our bags we came to the you know where the parking is as soon as we saw mercedes we were like whoa look at that you know <laughs> that's like a vip treatment <laughs> And you know, we, we went to the manor, and as soon as we got to the manor, um, devotees they kept you know they kept uh, Mahaprasad from the deities because by the time we arrived, it was quite late. And uh, as you know, majority of the time was evening prasad, it was not really evening prasad, so devotees kept on prasad or they do their own, own thing at the temple. Evening is usually milk and mori or some muffins or something like that, but we were hungry and we were. You know, big eaters at that time, <laughs> and so we needed prashad. You know? So, yeah, also being a Gurku didn't help either. Gurku is eating competition, and he says, "Stuff ourselves properly, like pizzas, five, six pizzas." One guy is eating. And, uh, I don't know. There were there were boys with us, like Jag Mohan and all these guys. Half a bucket of pasta these guys used to eat. You know. Wow. <laughs> so uh, when we came, we got these big plates with you know prashad. We were like, yeah. I think we came to the right place here, you know. Yeah. Um, we had prashad, and uh, we were in, the weather was very nice. We didn't. Uh, it was like a summery, some uh, April, April. For them, it, then we saw everyone was wearing like hoodies. And like, it's not that cold. I don't know why is everyone wearing hoodies. We, we kind of wore half t-shirt and you know dhoti. But we were used to bring down Gurkha, we used to majority of the time wear dhoti and put t-shirt on top of dhoti, you know? Yeah. Um, so we were just put we just put t-shirts on, put dhoti on, for just seeing the ground, see what's what, because Gurkha was going to meet us the next day. We had still the evening with us, um, we were just roaming the street and the, the, the grounds. The manor is beautiful, um, and many, many devotees know the manor. Uh, but who, devotees who don't know the manor, manor grounds amazing. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful temple. Um, now they've built a uh, haveli and so much more. Yeah. Um, it's built in an 80 acre band, given by George Harrison, the temple itself, from yeah. the hills. It's a beautiful place. Um, I loved it. Uh, and devotees were like, you guys, these guys are going to catch cold, you know? Like, they just kind of came straight from, you know, India. And they think this, the weather, you know, the cold in India and cold in, UK is a little different. Um, yeah. So then UK, our UK journey began. The next day we had a meeting with Gauri Prabhu. And then we then we saw all the Gurkli boys as well, like you know, Yogi, Yogesh, Kamal, Arjun, the whole all of them. And we were like back at home, you know, back in Gurkhu, like you know, who's gonna get and even in the Brahmachari Ashram, we had a room. The boys' room, like Gurkli boys' room. And uh, and it was like pretty much like Gurkhu, you know. There there were bunk beds. It was going to be at the top. It was going to be at the bottom. You fight for that. Um, <laughs> uh, but because that Gurkhuli boys, that room was already full, so we stayed with the Brahmacharis for some time. And uh, then one year, I we did a program where we were in each department for uh, for a month. So one year we spent like that together. So Rav and I, we were like we were working in like one one month in data department, one month in 
the fundraising department one month in um the goshala one month in like the kitchen area the one like like that like goko so we kind of know the whole system how everything is functioning and uh, somehow we kind of went there for a year the, our plan was to go there for a year and then we we'll see how it goes you know because my plan was to come back and carry on because i went i didn't finish my university after year 12 i went and my parents really wanted me to finish university so i kind of filled the form in um, like distance learning uh, from india itself but i felt a regular form you didn't really have to go and they did you know i really knew the teachers and everything so they were like yeah okay now just come for the exams as long as you put in the exams and we will let you off mm-hmm. so um so i had to come back within the year when the exams came um so i came back did the exams and obviously the devotees over there they really liked both of us and they re- really liked the way we were you know um you know, Gurkuli boys, when you know, you're not, not going to go wrong. We have gone through everything in Gurkul already. Right. From training to fights to, you know, you name it, we have done it. Um, so we, we were pretty much all-rounders from Kirtans to Kitchen, you name it. Any, you put us anywhere, we'll, we'll find a place. Wow. So you did that for four, 14 years, you stayed in the UK? UK, yes, UK. Basic. I stayed in four. I stayed there fourteen years. But Bhaktivedanta Manor, I stayed uh, seven years. Right. Wow. Uh, did did my education when I was staying at the Manor also. I did accountancy. Uh, I did my education uh, in the UK, and at the same time, I did my university in India. Mm-hmm. So I, I graduated in India. I used to come back every year for my exams. Finished my university, then did my masters in India also. So. Uh, and masters in commerce and then i carried on my education in uk also whilst i was at the manor so did my accountancy and um, we i worked there as a voluntary you know we used to get our uh, uh, allowance laundry allowance or um, for your soaps and toothpaste and whatnot right right. Uh, we used to save all of that to be honest instead of washing the laundry in the machine we used to do hand wash we had we were used to from the gurkul itself you know yeah and we used to save save that lakshmi so overall uh, experience at the manor was really good and positive and yeah. oh yeah yeah i mean the community over there is very good very big uh, the congregation over there and uh, they treated us like family and yeah. especially all us boys because they were they were pretty much like our mothers, like Krishna Purna Mataji, and many many Matajis over there, and they were very much very much close community. Tulsi was uh, there at that time also, so we were pretty right. much part of the you know Janmashtami team. The Janmashtami there is huge, so we were working till midnight, and next day we were start again early. And so it it was a it was a beautiful environment. I mean, if I could go back, I would definitely go back to those days. Wow. Work I was have... not. You know, no, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, even though it was hard work, uh, but it was more fun. You 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 looked at the fun end of things than the how much work you're putting in. Sure. In any kind of association, you do something. If it's good association, it is friends. Then you could do anything. You could survive anything. Yeah. I had a really great experience. I lived in the UK for two years. You were there at the time, and. And I, I absolutely loved it. I really plugged into a lot of services and a lot of devotees. 
Um, if I could go back there, I would. It's just it's very expensive. <laughs> It's just too expensive. Yeah. I, can't, I can't buy a house. I can't like I can here, you know, in the US. It's weird. Yeah, it is. I mean, till you don't you don't realize that till you move out. Yeah. Uh, till you have the manner, you're fine. As soon as you move out, you realize, oh my god, it is yeah. Uh, so so you you got a job and you eventually you left the manor and you just yeah. lived. So so basically, yeah, when when I finished my education uh in the UK also, I did I qualified as a camp. In accounts and then i got my education from india also then i got an accountancy job in a ivs group it, it was a they had a license for all the stadiums in uk so they used to do merchandising and event management for all the electric and Wembley stadium all the stadium so all the games all the concerts all the team like team the park families you know or uh, download festivals all the so it was like a huge shift for me to be honest mm. because if you think about it, like I grew up in Gurkhu, like it was a, a spiritual environment again. And uh, it's not like from Gurkhu when you go home, uh, your home is like a karmi kind of environment, so you're kind of used to it. My home environment is much more stricter spiritually than Gurkhu itself. Right. So then you kind of, um, I got my Brahman thread with, at the age of seven. Mm. And that was like a three day ceremony. And I had to fast for three days um, and do yagya and everything else without water. You can imagine seven-year-old three days with you know giving him water and he's doing yagyas every day, you know. And you put a copin on him and you say, okay, now you go back, back arms in Vrindavan. Half the time, like <laughs> some of the people will call that child abuse, man. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's that that's what it is, you know. Uh, so our home uh, spiritual environment was. Very strong, also the teachings, the, the Srimad Bhagavatam teachings, Chetan teaching, and all the you know, Krantas, the, the Vyakaran, the Sanskrit grammar, and everything. And then you go to uh, the manor, which is also a spiritual environment. Uh, because Gauri Prabhu, he, he pretty much wanted me there for actually congregation preaching because I had like the uh, training from Gurukul and training from my family also. So I used to do a lot of youth programs and do sanghas, used to give classes there also, um, seminars, presentations from then I, because one year we did all the departments and I shifted to a department called BMF uh, over there and we served at the BMF department, this foundation. And uh, every night we were doing uh, pretty much programs, at least three nights, four nights a week, uh, late nights. So we either giving classes, we do sanghas or group gatherings or I was, you know, so Prashad was amazing every night because in the Brahmachari Ashram, Brahmacharis are only getting muffins and milk and muri and milk. And every day we're getting chili paneer and you name know, it. <laughs> so uh, we're doing all right, you know? Yeah. And like that, you built a huge community around you also because, well, you know, you're serving them and they're, you know, um, if they have any questions. Because I was counseling from very young age with my granddad also. He's um, he was a, a great scholar also. He, he was, at the age of 19, he was a principal of a Sanskrit university. Wow. Uh, he worked for the government. And um, he was the only Vyakaranacharya at his time. Even in Radharaman Goswami family, he was one of the most knowledgeable person. And his father, Srila Rasubihari Goswami, he was one of the most knowledgeable in the whole of state at that time. Wow. So any any shastra or so any shastra, you know people used to come from different part of the world to do shastra 
so they they used to do it and then um, if they no many devotees know about this but Srila Prabhupada ji and my granddad was young uh, from Srila Bhakti uh, Rasvihari Goswami they used to discuss the Rasilila pastimes from uh, Srimad Bhagavatam like wow. how we should go about it how we should be seeing it because uh, Rasvihari Goswami my great grandfather he was very quiet in that sense he wasn't a very public person but again in in india they say there are two sevas how are we doing for time i just want to doing okay that. we're doing okay yeah. yeah yeah um so in in vrindavan they say the two ways of serving the lord one is bhog the other one is rag mm. rag is the traditional singing of uh, the classical singing many people know as and uh, when these people even today they, they are still alive who have witnessed this that many people when they used to when he used to sing julan rag you know lord radharaman's swing is actually quite big it's a silver swing so if you swing it then only then it will swing it's a heavy mm-hmm. swing but they have witnessed that when he used to sing julan rag they used to swing on its own wow so that's the power of rag you know you must we we hear these stories like you know there's when you say rag the rain can come or the divas will let up yeah. but these are these, these are not made up stories the energy of rag has strength in it you know if it's sung properly if it's sung with that traditional uh, riyas with the practice and everything so because of all those trainings my my granddad used to take me to um, when he used to do kathas and uh, used to do bhagavad saptas in jaipur all the goswamis from govind dev ji in jaipur are my granddad's disciples oh really yeah so my granddad has a, around uh, 2000 disciples really wow yeah that's amazing is he is he still around last year he he um, left his you know wow just last year how old was he he was 89 Wow. And and how many children did did your grandfather have? One. One, okay. But he, he he was very much close to my mother actually. And yeah. uh he, my he he didn't wanted my mom to get married. He actually wanted my mom to kind of uh get the uh, you know spiritual education and carry on uh, in spirituality further. But then, you know, the society and everything else how my you know how it works in India and she got married that's why i'm here um, right. <laughs> otherwise i won't be existing and <laughs> that podcast won't be happening right but, um so fast forwarding uh, a little bit um how was the experience going from that like you said all that devotional atmosphere to then now living on your yeah. own yeah so now uh, from from that now i'm i'm shifted to this company good that you're doing that actually because there's so much to tell you know i'll just go from one place to another you know? <laughs> yeah yeah um so now you can imagine all your life is listening to kirtan you're doing kathas or you're doing seminars or you you know you're dealing with spirituality and now all of a sudden you're in an environment where you're you're going you know you're managing concerts of beyonce rihanna you're doing download hard rock metal festivals and i was like what is this you know like it was a completely different world altogether 
And yeah. you, you just see these teenagers that crazy after them. Um, especially the rock festival kind of uh, got my head a little uh, because it is actually the punk festival of the UK. They're all punks there. Mm-hmm. Everyone is like either their hair spiked or they're like blue, purple, green, and they, they got piercings everywhere, like nose going across, ears, eye, you name it. And their music is also hard metal. You know, you have no clue. There's no rag to it. There's no rhythm to it. I mean, they are, they probably for them, they, are, they may have, must be, but I have no clue like what rhythm they're singing in. You know? Right. And half the time they're singing and then all of a sudden, God knows what happened. They put their uh, guitar on fire and it smash it on the floor. I'm like, bro, this is ecstasy <laughs> or something. Um, so it was a culture shock. Yeah, yeah, complete culture shock, completely cut. And but then the managers, uh, my manager, she was she wasn't married. She was a lady, and she was a German lady, uh, nearly 55, 60, and she was proper German. Yeah, um, and you know, at, at the temple and at the devotee, if something goes wrong, and like, oh, Prabhu, don't is okay, you know, yeah. or or it's like, you know, you let go of things because you, you know. Is the learning phase or whatever it may be, but then straight away you go to a, you go under a boss who's not a normal boss. I is a proper hardcore German one. Like she had an eye to detail, man. I tell you, like even a small dot, you like in this, you know, why that? And I was like, okay. I mean, so I was, um, I kind of, I think uh, the spirituality helped a lot actually, yeah, because I used to see that in a different angle altogether, like. And I used to see, sometimes I used to see and look at them and see like, she's working like 18, 19 hours a day. Not even like she has no family life, no nothing, just working. What for? I mean, there's, there's no there's no goal to it. Just work and then you go and you drink and you smoke and then you come back and you work again. And yeah, I didn't see the point. But anyway, I mean, I had to, I had to pay the bills and I had to, you know, I was renting a place. I stayed in a bhakti center, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I started working. I mean, very quickly. I had, um, one of one of my managers was also a South Indian, uh, Sri Lankan guy, uh, Ruben. So he was he was a nice chap. So we kind of uh, got together, flew things very nicely, and it came. It, it went together very nice, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and and what prompted you to after 14 years in the UK leave the UK because I want to leave time to discuss your project. That's the charity. Yeah. Yeah. So the pro so, the project is called Love Brudge and tell us about the inception of that. Love Brudge Foundation. So basically, um, from uh, one more thing in the UK, I changed my career. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. My accountancy. Yeah. Okay. So what happened? Like uh, accountancy, I was working for. And, and then it was only um uh, do you see this here's this banging yeah i do hear it <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can tell that this time it's okay yeah it's india man oh it's like someone next door or something yeah 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 oh, okay that's okay whatever if you don't have control <laughs> over it then yeah um so basically uh, when i was staying in bucky center one of the friends he was a quantity surveyor which is a qs um, and he said, "Why don't you change your career to quantity surveyor, uh, which will have a better uh, career opportunity also, 
and a better growth. So I changed my career. I did a little bit more education outside um, and then changed my uh, career to quantity selling, which is what we do. We price up commercial properties and then we estimate. And based on that, the you know, uh, loans and banks and loans are issued. So is, it like an appra- is it like an appraiser? No, it's, it's like a, after engineers drawing, you kind of estimate the project, how much it's going to be. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. And, and based on your estimation, the bank will issue the loan. And then you tell the bank uh, and in, in what installments, how much election is required for the project. Oh, okay. And then, and then, and then uh, you're kind of involved in the end of the project because then you, then you t- tell your estimation and then the real-time estimation uh, cost. So if the cost needs to go a little higher or a little low, you tell you're in touch with the bank and the client at the same time, you kind of, you're like the, you, you know, you tell them at the bank, you need to issue a little bit more or issue a little bit less for the next lot or maybe need a lot more machinery or labor or whatnot. So that we sounds do all like, that calculation. That sounds like a lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a lot of work. But one of my friends, he's also a QS, he's a Punjabi lad. Um, and he, he's in the UK at the moment. So that's how we are functioning. So mm-hmm. my livelihood still comes from UK. Right. Um, so I do the pricing up from here and he uh, does this uh, managing the sites over there. Oh, wow. So because 14 year has gone away and I asked, I mean, I was pretty much settled there. I asked my parents, why don't you move, come to UK and you know, just everything is here and everything. So my mom said one thing, uh, all my life I've lived in Vrindavan. Yeah. And uh, this, this age, I don't want to leave. Right. And I mean, you can't argue with that, can you? No, it's a dom. You can't. No. Yeah. yeah. Your mother, it's and the was, dom. Dom. And uh, for me, also, I originally came to UK for a year, and the year went to two to three to 14. And I kind of realized, you know, maybe my one was is over. The one was. I think it's about <laughs> this time that I <laughs> right. come back. Because the thing was, if I hadn't moved back by then, maybe I would have not been able to move back ever. Mm. Yeah, you, you kind of get so settled in with the with the you know comforts of uh, of a lifestyle, and your you, you know pretty much is a huge chunk of your life. Your youth is gone, so you know you put a lot of energy into your career and everything, and then you're moving back. And then my main worry was, what am I going to do if I move back? So one of the reasons was changing my career because QS is something I can do remotely, whereas accountancy I wouldn't be able to. So that's why I also shifted my career and now I'm in Pranzawa. What does QS stand for again? Quantity surveying. Quantity surveying. So you get basically sent like a big like drawing and then based upon that drawing, you do an analysis of that? So basically we calculate, so say for example, there's a basement and first floor, second floor, third floor. We even tell like what strength of concrete would be required in the basement, what strength of concrete would be required on the ground floor based on that, what's the costing of that concrete is coming and how much it will be used, what volume it would be used. Then that all calculation is then given back to the government and the banks. So they see all that calculation. And once once we have signed the, you know, those papers, then the bank issues the loan. So you we give are a, a key, you give yeah, the recommendation. Yeah, no, we are a key part. Without our without our approvals, bank will not issue the funds. Wow. Yeah. So you have to know what kind of concrete is going to go in the basement. 
Yeah, yeah. So like C C thirty five, C thirty two, like different different strength of concrete for yeah. different places. What strength? What steel? So it's a calculate because I had really had a accounting background. It wasn't a difficult for thing for me to pick pick this up also. Right. Um, right. And uh, so it was fairly. I mean, a little bit difficult in the time, but fairly easy because I worked for a company called Subtech in construction, and they used to work for Central London. All the pavements underground and everything for the channel, railway channels, handling all of that. They used to do that kind of work, big, big projects, and worked for them. So I was the operational engineer and at the same time the QSA for them. Then I started my own company, UK, together with a friend. And then what we did, we used to only take the huge clients. And what we started doing, the smaller clients that he knew didn't take on, we took them on and we gave him a cut. And we advertised ourselves on his website. So he didn't mind because he was getting a percentage out of it anyway. Wow. So that's, that's how great. we started our and that's how we started our clientele. No, we customers must see we're doing okay. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. that's the that's the dream life to live in I mean, but you're a resident of Rindavan, but live in Rindavan and work remotely is uh I, I hear yeah. so many people want to do that, you know, but but you were but you went back to your roots, okay? Like that's your where your parents are from, that's where your grandparents are yeah. from. So um and then tell us about Love Brudge Foundation. So uh while Lovebridge Foundation was established, actually, uh, in, we started working when I was in 2006, back in those, those days. When I used to come, we start, used to help out, used to help the projects and the devotees. So what we thought then, why don't we uh, register this with the government? So in 2009, we did we registered it with the uh, local government with the, uh, in uh, yeah. Mathura, the courts. And we started with the very first project, the chest clinic. So there were a lot of people who, were, who needed medical support at that time who couldn't um, pay the cost of the medication. And what was happening, um, the, the cost was a lot more than what they were earning was for the month. So either they can pay their medication or they can feed their family. Um, and in India, how it works, not everyone doesn't work. One person works and the whole family survives on that. Mm -hmm. So there was a doctor, he's a, uh, he's a very well-known doctor. And he was part, he's, we got him to be the part of the team. So he used to do, every Sunday we started off as a free camp. And uh, we started in the, in the beginning, we only had uh, 13 patients who used to come and you know, slowly, slowly the number grew and uh, it came to 150 to 200 patients. On, on a day, but we couldn't cope with that much medication or that much, you know, support. So uh, any charity to run a charity, you need, need funds, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were coming to a point like, if we cannot cope with that, we, you know, what what's next? So we had to companies directly who were providing medication, and uh, they actually gave medication on cost price. They actually stamped on the medications for you know our charity will work and everything. So we got the medication on cost price and it helped us quite a bit. Um, then when I was in the UK, I kind of realized that uh, a lot of devotees, they come to Vrindavan, but somehow, you know, Vrindavan is still also part of the material world, even though it's a spiritual place, but still part of the material world. We shouldn't forget that. Right. So there, there are so many... Uh, mishappenings that as it happens around the world can happen in Vrindavan. But over the time, it has kind of attracted a lot more people for uh, in Vrindavan in the wrong motive 
than spirituality, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, it and it became very difficult to kind of uh, understand who should we trust and who shouldn't we trust. Yeah. When we come into Vrindavan, yeah. Uh, so it started to become a very unsafe place, and especially for uh, girls traveling on their own. You know, there's elderly parents; they want to come by themselves, or there's someone who's disabled, or in any situation. So uh, whenever I, whenever I used to hear devotees come back from Vrindavan, yes, how how was it? Just that because I'm from Vrindavan, I'm for there, so I always wanted to know what their feedback was, what they thought, and everything. It was just a natural thing. And uh, there was always something negative, like, oh, you know, this rickshaw guy did this, this taxi guy did this, or this hotel guy did this, or I had this experience which wasn't very pleasant. It's the dham, I understand, but this happened. So then I thought, like, what should we do? You know, like, we should, we should do something that uh, the devotees get service in Vrindavan, a safe uh, in a safe environment, which is a trustworthy platform, and uh, it's open for everyone. Yeah. So that's how uh, we started Labra Services. So what happened uh, when I came to Vrindavan, the whole structure was in a way that Labra Services will, will work as a professional body. Like before you even come, we send you your itinerary quotation, how much the trip is going to cost you. So it's not like, oh, Prabhuji, I didn't expect this, like how it happens in many cases. Right. Or, um, yeah, you know, they'll send you a different bill, and when you come here, it's a different bill altogether. Mm. Um, the taxis, uh, make sure the taxi drivers are all police checked or like trustworthy people, our guides. Um, so from the whole service is the, the concierge service, like how you know in Vegas they do. Mm-hmm. So like that, we said let's start that for Vrindavan. So nice. anything, literally anything you you want, from yatras to groups to offerings to uh, you want to get married in Vrindavan, you want to do ceremonies, you want to do samskaras, you just want to have a trip, you want to bring a group, uh, like right least. Uh, in a, in a month's time, like, you know, Radhika Ranjan Prabhu from UK, he, he just he, his group is coming, so each evening we're doing programs at different places. So it's a stress-free place. If you're coming with your kids, you don't know, um, uh, if just in case they get ill, the doctor facility is there because you don't know where to take them, which doctor to take them, and uh, you know how that's going to work. So everything is, we said we'll take care of everything, all the logistics. And whatever profit we generate from that, that then will run the charity. Wow. So in the charity itself, we had many programs, like Make Vrindavan Green Again. That's one of the projects. Right? Uh, I'm just going so to pull up the, the website so we can, while we're talking, we can see the um, what you're talking about here. Just give me a second yeah. here. So this is uh, lovebrudge.com, and this is the services part of the website. So this is what you were talking about earlier regarding yeah, yeah. Um, the concierge service. Uh, so plan an event, facilitate spiritual retreats, yatras, and activities, um, and you tailor your ex- own experience. So you were saying that the, the profit for, from this, the revenue from this goes to... There's a social uh, initiative. If you look at that, yeah, 
So all the profit then it goes to all these projects. Wow. Animal care. So, so we have an animal care center, which is the very first animal care center in Vrindavan, where we're treating all the animals of Braj, not just cows. Like there's a lot of population of peacocks which has declined uh, over the years. Because when I was mm. little, Vrindavan had so many peacocks. Now only 10% of peacock population is left. Uh, and uh, why? Why and, is that? Why? Where did they go? So I mean, we have cut down all the forests to start off with. Right. You know, and uh, secondly, the monkey population has increased massively. So the monkeys uh, don't love the uh, like I, when the peacocks hatch eggs, they take them. Oh. And uh, as the when the babies are little, um, the the dogs kind of grab them. And the other issue is when the farmers they plow field. They put termite killers and all of that in there. So when peacocks have them, it's poison for them. So sometimes they die of poison. So right. we last year we did a lot of peacocks from that poison itself. So th this animal care center is for peacocks, birds, parrots, squirrels, um, cows, everyone. So it's an in-house treatment. We have a center. So um, till they are fixed, they stay in the center, and once they are recovered, we let them free back in the forest in the foresty environment. So right. that's one project. The other one is make Rundown green again, uh, the plantation program. Um, so if you just quickly go through, the, like yeah. make Rundown green again as a plantation one. Don't mess with Rundown. That's I uh, use the spelling mess purposely that way <laughs> because people are messing with it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's the cleaning program. We have a uh, chest clinic that's been running for a while. Uh, then the dental care at the bottom. Give a Future is the uh, educational program. If someone wants to sponsor a child in Vrindavan or uh, instead of opening up school, we have plenty of schools already. So we take a child, we put them in a nice school and we give them education for people who haven't really seen school. Krishna's uh, so project is for the... So you connect so you can you connect with a school and then the, the money that's donated to, for that goes to a, a student yeah, in the school. Yeah, for their fee, for the stationery, their whatever the school requirement is, we pay for their whole thing. Uh -huh. uh, we have Krishna's cow. That's for the cows in the street who are struggling, specifically. Right. And then we have other programs also. These are main our running programs. So many programs. What we did in the COVID time also, uh, especially a lot of devote, a lot of people passed away mm -hmm. and because of COVID. No, no people were not willing to even cremate them, so they were just lying on the street. Oh my gosh. So so we were actually helping people with rations, we were helping with prashad, we were helping with medication, with oxygen. To the point we used to get people to the cremation grounds and cremate them. At, at there were there were times where just myself and another guy, another friend of mine, we which is both of us used to just go and cremate the guy. Wow. No one was no one, yeah, no one was willing to touch even, you know. Mm -hmm. Then we did a special program for mothers and infants also at that time, COVID time. Uh, because they were struggling quite a bit, but uh, because all the hospitals they were full with uh, COVID patients or everything, so yeah, mothers and infants they, they didn't have any medical care or uh, or any any support. So we were giving you know support to them. Then if anyone wants to do prashads for bridgewasis or um, you know get bridgewasi code married, 
widow or elderly care as well. So these are all basically what the whole idea is that to plug in into areas where is actually needed. Then, sure. yeah, because even even given giving donation has different modes. You know, if you just give donation, okay, I just gave donation, but th that so feeding someone who's already full is no point. So so if you actually gave prashad to someone who's really hungry and who really needs it, it has a different uh, consciousness to it and, and yeah it's, and so, it's so nice to give to us yeah so i want to just connect i just want to remind people so these the concierge service that you may take a part of like if you need a taxi or you want to uh, have a tour or you want to bring a group or you want to have a retreat or you want to have a wedding or whatever it is all that money that you're donating for that concierge service goes to these services that are actually helping uh, Vrindavan in so many different ways. I mean, I thought there was only a few, but there's actually so many things. These uh, the cows, the the green again, the chest clinic, the dental clinic, uh, animal care. This was the one of the first ones in Vrindavan. This, that's a fantastic idea. I love that. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, you are gonna take service from someone anyway. It's right. not that exactly. you, you know. Yeah. So you are gonna you're gonna pay someone. So I, with this, with us, you have two benefits, actually three. You are on a safe platform. You can you can trust uh, a platform where it's it's a safe ground that you'll get a proper service, high quality service, yeah. and the profit from that is going to a good cause. Then you know, uh, buying someone's alcohol maybe or you know whatnot. Yeah. And local people who actually need are decent people are getting jobs from it. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's kind of creating a because majority of the time what used to happen like oh I. One of my grandmother's friend is there in Vrindavan. Just call him, he'll book up the taxi, he'll arrange something for you. So in that, what used to happen, um, if he's sick, then you're stuck. Or if he's gone somewhere else, or, or the taxi is internal. Whereas with the platform, if I'm there or not, is you know things are running, you send an email, everything is functioning automatically. So yeah. it's, a, it's a safe platform. And the benefit from that, any charitable organization you look, so regardless which organization is, so when you donate to that organization, healthy chunk of the donation goes into the admin cost of any charity. Mm -hmm. but, but whereas with us, uh, what happens, because our admin is already covered with these services that we are providing. So if you donate something, your donation 100% goes to the cost directly. So that's an added uh, added benefit you get. Wow. We have and also uh, got an office now um, uh, right next to uh, MVT, ISCON, uh, right next to ISCON on the MVT street, known as the Lovebridge office. Uh, we've got a store here also. So again, the, the concept of the store is non-profit. So any, any sale that we make in the store, again, will go back uh, Recycles back in Praj, helping with all these projects. Wow! So this is again, this is the very first store like that in Vrindavan where it's non-profit. Right, that's great. I remember when I last came to Vrindavan and we met. You were telling me something about a place where they might put all the monkeys. That's a forest area. Uh, yeah. Is that something that's still happening? I think government was doing that. I'm just fascinated by yeah. that idea. Is that still happening? I, I'll just say one line. It's, it's government's project. Mm, right. it's a, sorry, it's an Indian government's project. 
Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it, it will it will take its time, and God, right. I don't know how much, but um, I don't know uh, mm-hmm. what the situation is going to be. But it's in the pipeline for many years, and how many years is going to be still in the pipeline? I have no idea. But situation is getting a bit intense with the monkeys. Actually, um, population is increasing by the day. Yeah, interesting. So, and then tell us about this, the, the next few tabs here, Brudge Evening. Yeah. So this, the, you know, the Raat concept I was telling you about. Yeah, yeah. So now we, because the whole idea is that w- when I do something, I always think that we need to do it in a way that helps something overall, right? It, it, it kind of saves Brudge culture. It kind of promotes the, the local uh, culture and it will help the charitable organization. So the whole idea, because a lot of friends of mine, they are um, in the, when I was studying Shiva Bhagavatam from my granddad, they were learning rag from their grandparents. They are from like the, you know, gharanas. You know, when we say gharanas, do you know what gharanas mean? You know, like a lineage of singing. Yes. So like yes. many, many lineage of just singing of classical rags have become. Um, so uh, the whole idea was that what was happening in the in the process of TikToks or quick kirtan, like kirtan is amazing, but at the same time, rag is a different part of of the culture of Braj, you know, which is also very important to save because. Uh, back in the days, what used to happen is like when in, in each temple, the rag used to be sung to the Lord. Like different, different rags, Julian rag, these all rags used to be sung. So what used to happen, um, uh, should I, I don't know how I can coordinate with you. There, there's a YouTube channel as, as well called the uh, Love Brudge. In there, there are all the clippings of rag. You can get an idea how that rag uh, functions, also. Yeah, we can put that um, in the in the comments when this airs. Yeah. So what what happens then? The whole idea of the evening that we got a ticket, where we will be presenting a rag, and give you prashad. So prashad mm-hmm. again in Vrindavan, you go to any place. There's no place you can get prashad from any restaurant which is cooked on wood fire like traditionally chula roti and made by hand you know the sabji and everything wow. um, served in a brudge culture mm-hmm. so you know the pictures you're seeing uh, on the website down here these are all this is the animal care center we have mm-hmm. done it in a way that it also hosts these so the whole mood is like the traditional it will take you back how Vrindavan used to be Candle lights, marital, um, and then the rag singing of uh, each each rags of uh, of the different different rag. The devotee who sings the rag is from the karanas. Each instrument, each evening is different, and he'll explain. He'll be see the way he says, "I'm singing this rag, and this is the past time the Lord will say, now is going to go sing." I think you're. I think you're. Um, I think something's running out of batteries. It might be your headphones because I'm uh, hearing a lot of static. This no? is okay. Oh, no, that's good. No. Oh, no, I'm hearing it again. Now okay? Yeah, I think it's good now. 
So, okay, then um, moving on to Prasad Seva. So, again, just let me quickly finish that. And then what happens that uh, ticket from that will runs the animal care center. So basically right. it's the event that give you, uplifts the culture, uh, rag singing and prasad and everything. Gives mm -hmm. you a whole experience of Vrindavan. And then the profit of that runs our animal care center. Mm -hmm. So it's mm -hmm. kind of a win-win situation. The Prashad Seva is quite interesting. This is actually, um, we started this in COVID time, to be honest. And uh, many devotees uh, really appreciated that. So I'll, I'll actually have a flyer here. Uh, I'm not sure if you can see. Yeah. Yeah, we can see that. So basically, what we have done in that is, uh, should I put it up again? Yeah, do it again. There you go. Delivered to your home. Yeah. So basically, this is a service that from all the Your mic's going out again, Gaurav. I don't know why I'm hearing hearing a lot of static. Is it now? Or is it okay now? No, it's it was okay, and then I mean it's okay when you don't speak, and then when you start speaking, it's like getting really it like clicks a lot. How about now? Yeah, now is okay, but let's see when you start speaking. I don't it know what's start. happening. I actually got this new, you know, head like what do you call? Yeah, Bluetooth. Bluetooth headphones. Yeah, Bluetooth thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Bluetooth headphones, especially for this podcast, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, see, see, when you speak, it starts clicking. That's weird. Um, okay, should I just get the headphone with the lead? That's probably better. With the lead, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, just one second. Uh, just one second. Just one second. No problem. No problem. Shalom. Lead the Zomerko headphone, Wali. Ye kharab ho raha. Chali chali Zomerko lead. So this is um this Love Brudge Foundation is just great. I used it I used it recently for my elderly parents who are in Vrindavan. Uh, they had a very smooth time getting picked up at the airport. The guy came with a sign with their name on it. He was trustworthy. They, he dropped them off at their house and helped them uh, with their luggage and everything. It was it was very uh, good. And I and I suggest if you're going to Vrindavan, if you have any needs for a taxi or tours or yatras or things like that, please reach out to the Love Brudge uh, Foundation. You can see the website there. You're back, Gaurav? Uh, let me unmute you. I think I muted you by mistake. Your, it says your mic is not connected. Okay, uh, at the bottom there's a gear icon, settings, and you should change your um, mic settings to the to the one you're using. No, I still can't hear you. Oops. Yeah, now oh, better. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah, perfect. Sorry, sorry about that. Man, we, no, we, that's okay. There's a podcast from India. Something has to happen, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially Vrindavan. Especially yeah. Vrindavan. Yeah, there you go. 
So, um, so t- you're, you're telling us about the Prasad Seva. Prasad Seva. So the way we have set it up, like in metro cities in, in India, you ask us today, in Mumbai, you'll get it tomorrow. Mm. So all the metro cities. So it's an everyday service. So we have a setup with, uh, with the uh, devotees from all the, all the temples and everything. And then uh, it's an ongoing service every day. So in COVID time, like not even COVID, a lot of devotees from South India, Telangana, Andhra Pradesh, they actually really appreciated it. That because they couldn't come to the temple, they couldn't come to Vrindavan, and each devotee has a connection with each different deities. Mm-hmm. You know, some is connected, some are connected with Radha Raman, some are connected with Radha Ballab, some are connected with Sham Sundar, Gopina, like different different deities. You know, so they they all ask for you know prashad or prashad is another form. You know, he's, he's, that's Krishna himself also. So if you yeah. get Vrindavan prashad delivered to your home, what more can you ask for? Right. So, uh, metro cities, we do next day delivery. If it's a little further away in a remoter area, then maybe in uh, two to three days it will take. But the seva is there internationally. So, Janamastami, a lot of devotees ask for Janamastami, Radhastami. Um, and then we do services also like Shrad, if anyone wants to get Shrad, Navratri, Pujan, everything. These are all part of the services. So, mm-hmm. that's, that's the... Prashad Seva especially, uh, and uh, it's an ongoing service, and we, we thought that we'll start, we'll carry on this. Uh, I don't know how long would Krishna allow us to, but we, um, a lot of devotees are actually appreciating it. Many people mm-hmm. think it's, it's a, oh, you have started a business or something, but in today's time, you know, you've got to pay for the delivery at least, you know, for the packing and the cost. And, and it's a, nowadays, the other problem majorly that we were facing that any temple you go to, it's gone very crowded. So, you know, you weren't really getting prashad from it. You were just mm-hmm. going, taking darshan out in Banke Bihari or any other temple. There's so many people, hundreds and thousands of people, and how much prashad, you know, you can't get. Devotees cannot even reach that level. Yeah. Uh, so in this way, at least, if anyone wanted prashad, they can get prashad uh, at home. And if someone wants to give as a birthday gift to someone or in a special occasion, they wanted to you know, start off with the prashad of renown, whatnot. Why not? Yeah. And then so we you put have, in little things also. Like so you have your, it. Right. So you uh, have your own holy. your sorry, own business. Sorry, I'm I'm really sorry. Uh, you have your own uh income from your job, but then this is just as a service to Vrindavan, yeah. what you're doing. Uh, yeah. you've kind of created this infrastructure of okay, we have the services that we provide, but that uh, that those funds go into serving parts of Vrindavan, which I, which I think is a really brilliant thing. No one's ever, I feel like no one's, this is very unique to Vrindavan, right? I haven't seen this yeah. before. We are the very first one doing it. We are the very first people doing it. Cool. And I think, I, I think going forward, I think this is how charity should really approach because um, I don't know, for some reason, uh, me, I've been running this charity for a very long time now uh, from 2006. Right. And, uh, what what was happening to i'm very shy in terms of asking like proji can you you know donate something for our animal care we are struggling with the you know medication or we are struggling with the food or we're struggling with the, and i was like and and everyone's already connected to a charity one way or another like they are already contributing somewhere and there's another big issue that if I'm giving to someone, is it going to the right place or not? Is it being misused? Is it being used properly? Is it going to someone's pocket? What's happening with it? I mean, you know me. If I asked you, you would give me. But if someone who doesn't know me, I'm a blank, you know, uh, they don't know about me. Yeah. You know? So 
that's why i thought you know this is a is a nice way that automatically chari- charity is not relying on donations if it comes more than welcome we are mm-hmm. te- you know we are government registered our audit happens we are 12 atg registered everything legally or registered and everything but if it doesn't come then we just say to devotees at least use our services and please recommend it and so far by krishna's mercy anyone who has used our service uh, has not gone anywhere else and they have always recommended we have grown five time fold in couple of years time right now to a point where this karthik we can't even cope with the level of services we are getting wow. so i think also it it kind of creates a safer environment and um what used to happen where like say for example you booked a taxi um uh, you need to go to uh, the airport early morning and many people at the temple they were like oh prabhu ji i'll book you for 100 rupee cheaper or 200 rupee cheaper you know and then devotees sometimes they get tempted with you know like a little bit discount here and there but uh, then what happens with that is uh, our rate is flat either you take it don't take it we is no no problem with us we know we know even a small child comes or elderly comes or whoever comes is fixed it's not like you when you see someone the price is different when you see someone else the price is different right no it's a standard rate whoever comes um so but there were last week only there were devotees who were telling me someone charged them for mathra just went down to mathra dropping uh 3 and 1500 rupees and whereas our standard prices are 1000 rupee you know mm-hmm. so they were like oh my god we we just we we got cheated i'm like proji i wouldn't say you got cheated or anything but you just need to be aware of this situations and some last last week again the same situation happened where someone booked a taxi uh, from us first and then they must have got tempted with some uh, cheaper price elsewhere and the cheaper the difference no one we are a very cheap plat- platform if you compare us because we don't fluctuate our rates if it's kartik season it will go up if it's off season it will go down regardless it will be the same rate mm-hmm. and we is the standard rate and uh, the only do- and we are the cheapest this if it, if outside they're charging you 35 we probably charge you 33 100 rupees you know like that and they must have got he must have got tempted and what happened next four in the morning then he rings me proji the taxi guy didn't turn up can you please arrange oh. a taxi for me oh, and and that time of the night how, what are you going to do you yeah. know like all the taxis are booked but somehow we kind of pulled it together for him but what i'm trying to say with these kind of bookings when you book it with a friend or someone or this and that other but soon as they get a better price they don't turn up yeah they'll go with that you know at least with us you are you know it's it's done yeah no worries no worries, no worries. Uh, yeah that's really good uh, i was while you were doing your headphone sync i don't know if you heard I, i was telling about my experience with my parents and 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 how you know i trusted you to you love brudge to get them and everything they had a great experience um i just want to end off uh, we're running out of time but gorav uh what is vrindavan um to you being a resident there leaving for a long time coming back what is what does it mean to you to me um i think vrindavan's home um i can't describe it better than that to be right. honest because um grew up here played here um unfortunate situation where i, try, I still try to see vrindavan uh, how it was when i was little 
but it has changed massively. There are high rises now. They're more, they're not anymore uh, fruit farming where we used to go to steal guavas. There's no flower farming anymore where we used to go steal roses and fr- flowers for the Lord. You know, as a kid. Um, but in again, because the, the plantation program was that that at least even with the high rises, at least we try to plant as many trees as we can. So at least it's at least when we come on the street, we see some sort of greenery. Yeah. You know? uh, but as in, as House explains in Shastras and Bhagavatam, that more Kaliyuk progresses, dhams are going to get covered more and more with Maya. Um, it's going to be more and more difficult to connect to the Lord, but um, Dham is always going to be dham, and it's it's how you see it from within. Uh, it will become more and more difficult to see with your our material senses and experience mm-hmm. it with that. So again, with Labraj also, we try to make an experience, try to show you places which are still hidden parts of glories of Vrindavan and hidden hidden areas of Vrindavan which is not much explored, and. Uh, give them at least a reasonable time when at least however much comfortable and easy we can make and make them connect to the dham and make them connect to to krishna than just them looking at the outer um surroundings what they see um so it's yeah. it's more of a it's more of a joy and every day there's a different challenge every day there's something new and yeah, I, I was gonna it. while you were speaking i i, I was gonna ask you seeing Vrindavan from uh, what it was till now, do you love it any less or do you have any lesser experience? It's painful for me at times. Mm -hmm. Definitely, I would say that because uh, uh, there was a lot more forest life and there was a lot more foresty. Um, But this is something beyond our control. Right. Um, materially and uh, probably spir- spiritually and materially both ways because the governments are have the control over the body of you know how the renowned structure is going to be and spiritually you know Krishna Yoga Maya has control over how much she's going to cover it with yeah but yeah. definitely uh, Vrindavan will I will always say uh, there's a saying in Vrindavan that will always stay with Vrindavan like even the dust of Vrindavan even by accident flies and comes on your head Mukti Mukta Vajaya I mean the, the personality the liberation herself will get liberated get gets wow. liberated what wow. to talk about us so that's yeah. the value of Brajras that's the value of dust forget about every, anything else forget about the temples the darshans I'm just, you know, that's that's Vrindavan. It's always going to be Vrindavan. Well, I just want to thank you for all that you do, uh, Gaurav. Uh, it's really fantastic, and I'm so glad you came on to talk about your life as well as uh, this Love Brudge Foundation. I really highly recommend those listening, if you want to have a good experience in Vrindavan, practical-wise, taxis, tours, etc., please reach out to the Love Brudge Foundation. The website's there, tickering at the bottom. For our audio listeners, it's www.love.com brudge b-r-a-j.com lovebrudge.com and you can get in contact with uh, Gaurav and his team there and they'll really take care of you and I really recommend it uh, Gaurav thank you again for joining me thank you, uh, really thank you um, I hope to see you in Vrindavan soon I, I need to get over there as soon as possible <laughs> uh, yeah, but, it would um, be nice. I will 
Yes, it would be nice to meet again. Uh, stay on. I'm just going to turn off the recording. All right. Okay. Hare Krishna, everyone. Thanks for listening. Hare Krishna. Thank you, everyone. Hare Krishna. Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, 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 Hare Hare.